0: You're tuning to the sports. Hey guys, welcome in and thank you for taking your time to take a listen to Watson's playbook. This week, we just, we talk about the NBA injuries, weather in North Texas. We discuss the Colts not willing to budge on their offer for wins in the spotlight of the week. We discuss the fall of Houston sports all on episode number 39 of Watson's playbook. George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him, all of you, I know you got him, I know you got him picked, but the man's in
1: trouble, I'm going to show you how great I am. That's the reason you're in this business, if you have any kind of pride or any kind of dedication, or any kind of backbone or spunk to you, you should try to be the best in your own profession, regardless of what it is. Today. Today...
0: I consider consider myself myself the luckiest luckiest man man on the face of the earth. The The Chicago Bulls pick Michael Jordan from the University of North Carolina. NBA season, respect from those two, and that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA Championship to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquered the bubble and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. All right, guys. Welcome in. Watson's Playbook, episode 39. we got another great week for you here. Um, Jeff, I don't know about you this week, buddy, but Texas has failed us, Jeff. Uh we've had historically <laughs> bad winter. We've had historically bad weather. We we got um about my house we got about almost about eight inches of snow in the last two days. We've had power outages during this week. Um now luckily I haven't had these power outages. But other people in Texas have. They've had rolling blackouts. They've had. They've been without power for 24, 38 hours. Some people literally lost their lives. Um, it's been insane. It's been insane. We've been without water at the house. It's just been a bad week. I haven't been to work since last uh, Friday, and I don't know when I'm going back. So it's um been a struggle this week, Jeff, it, it, to say the least. Um, Texas is not handled for this bad of winter and that we're finding out about it, uh, this last couple, this last week. So how are you in Colorado, buddy?
1: <laughs> well, we've handled it horribly now. Um, <laughs> no, um, I mean we've handled it well, but it's, it's something that they've dealt with I guess forever. So they don't really, this not they're more prepared I think. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my dad, actually, uh, a couple couple days ago, and um, I told him, you know, I said, he asked me, he's like, did y'all get any snow? And I'm like, we got some, but we didn't get as much as we probably would have. I know the mountains got a lot of snow, but um, we we got some snow. But I think the thing is, is that um, when it snows here, and I noticed that the second it snows, you see six, seven ice trucks down the highway right after another. One after another, one after another, one after. And then they'll come back, they'll loop, and they'll come back. All the same, one after another, one after another. They do it all night long. On rotation. All night. And so um and so like whenever they they we have stuff like that, I mean, there was a time where I was able to actually get to work and I got there and nobody was there. Nobody was there and it was all icy and stuff like that. But I managed to, I was able to get to work and they did close it down because some people live too far away, you know, from us. But, but uh yeah, it was just, um it's kind of crazy. Like Texas isn't designed for that kind of thing whatsoever. Um, I think the last time I remember a winter like that was in 2010. It was pretty insane. I think it was a foot and a half or so of snow which is crazy but uh yeah seeing the stuff that's going on my mother-in-law had power outages for a few hours yesterday um you, uh, my wife's uh really good friend tammy who is her maid of honor i think you saw her you were she was at the wedding yeah. um she had has been out of power until an hour ago
0: it's it's rough <laughs> here man we yeah we um we went to the store, been to the store twice probably, but we went to the store yesterday. Walmart was shut down. They closed the doors. We went to Winco, further of a drive, because um, we, don't, we don't really go anywhere unless we have to on this stuff. And uh, went to Winco, and we got there right in time before the panic set in, and we were able to get the water we needed and uh, some food. So the lines, I mean, it, it was almost as bad as when the pandemic first hit, and people were, I mean, just... We went in there you couldn't get any produce the whole produce shelves were empty people were just buying everything up and there they were limiting you from buying everything up um so they're doing the best we can down here but uh yeah. you know luckily some people are better you know better off than others uh, we haven't lost power one time so we've been able to do that but we've had to uh, boil water to wash dishes we've had to melt water to flush our toilets and not only that jeff If you're lucky enough to have water in North Texas, you're not, you have to boil it because the uh, water power plant shut down, the power, they lost power. So the water wasn't getting treated like it's supposed to. So you're in a boil, you had to boil the water and it's just been a one heck of a week. And one that frankly, I I think uh, us Texans will never complain about that hundred degree heat Any longer because uh, it doesn't the heat doesn't come with uh, busted pipes and and just total shutdowns of of a state so um, I'll take that any day of the week. Um, Yeah,
1: it just it's interesting because it just uh, it seems like there was and I'm not gonna I mean it's hard to like get into that but it seems like to me that there was already issues with the grid. And this just was oh, like yeah. this was just like the cherry on top, the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? And there was already yeah. issues and they were just never addressed. They were. And we'll, we'll find out more about it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has
0: said he's going to investigate into it um, to make sure this never happens again.
1: Well, I mean, there's um, tons cause... there's tons of finger pointing going on. And I'm like, yeah. eh, come on. Like, you know, somebody's got to be able to. It's, uh, i mean take, it takes some blame some it's caused it's like. caused
0: a big mess jeff i mean i've seen stories where 13 children were, were treated for carbon, carbon monoxide poisoning because parents are using generators inside the house um they're jumping in their car in the garage and turning mm. it on i'm like what is good so yeah just it's a big mess um
1: yeah it's it's unfortunate. It's it's insane. And I and the way that Texas is designed, I don't know if people know, but their grid system is their own. So yeah. the way it's designed is and a lot of people are like, well, why can't they get power from other states? It can't. Like it's not designed that way. It's it's a grid system designed for the state itself, and they can't give power out or receive the power. So it's like this weird thing where if it goes down, there's not a lot anybody can... You can bring people in to help fix it, probably, but you can't actually, like, send power to them to help out because of the way, they designed, the way it was designed to basically just kind of function for the state itself. And Rick Perry made a comment today that I was kind of like, dude, come on now, man. That was a little bit of an off-color. Like, he's like, we're not going to ask any kind of government assistance, I'd rather have rolling blackouts forever. And I'm like, Rick Perry, do you have power?
0: He <laughs> probably does. Uh, some people are idiots, Look, uh, it is what it is. Texas is very, um, we like to be reliant and efficient by ourselves and not rely on others. But when this happens, it's kind of like, well, there's a lot of northerners making fun of us. I'm like, you don't get our, our, our state is not built for this weather and it doesn't get this weather very often. Um, So
1: there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of crazy. And I was talking to my wife and I'm, and she's just like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, for example, we had some record setting heat here for like a couple of weeks this summer here um and then we had such a dry spring it caused an insane amount of wildfires um to where all Calif- the, the the crap from California was getting blown over our way and it was just a mess and then it's like you have that on top of you know northern New- northern mexico got snow and i'm like what is going on <laughs>
0: This Man. and it's been crazy because this winter's come and I've seen a bunch of uh, memes just about how you know um uh, the groundhog saw a shadow in Texas. Texas, you know, it says we have six more weeks, and Texas says now nah, we're gonna we're gonna take care of this in six days. So <laughs> it, it gets above freezing on Friday at thirty six degrees, start melting a little bit of snow. Yeah. And next week we're in the forties and fifties. So hopefully. Hopefully by next Monday, I'll be able to go back to my, my job and get a paycheck. Now that's, that's my big issue is I have to eat. If I want to get paid this week, I have to eat through my vacation time, personal time to do so. So that's what I'll do because, you know, I can't go without a paycheck. Uh, it just yeah. sucks.
1: We, but, we're getting snow right now, like right outside the window. As soon as I nice. got home, uh, Allie, uh, Ali was like, I think it's snowing. And I looked over and I was like, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got we got about two to three inches last night as well. So but I think this, the snow and everything is gone now and we can just hopefully recoup and recover. Um tons of snow yeah. in the
1: mountains, dude. Tons bet, of snow in the mountains, enjoy dude. it. <laughs>
0: this is why I live in, in a hot state. I'd rather deal with that than, than snow any day of the week. Um <laughs> it's fun one day, but don't give me all the other problems that come with it. All right, Jeff, let's go ahead. We've got some headlines for you here. Um, Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, re injures Achilles um, and will miss two to three weeks. It's very troubling for the Lakers. Anthony Davis has been injury prone throughout his career. We cannot win without him, Jeff. We cannot win a championship without him. He's very important to our team. But to what they said, um, that two to three weeks, now they did an MRI. It didn't it didn't reveal a tear of his Achilles or anything like that. After these two to three weeks, they're going to reevaluate him and and go forward from there. So the Lakers currently sit second in the West. I think we'll be fine without him for now. But going into the playoffs later on during the season, Anthony Davis is that is is that guy. And, you know, we got LeBron James, but he can't do it all himself.
1: Uh I mean, you have LeBron James. We do have LeBron. <laughs> He's playing really that's good. That's all you. That's all you, you need, know? Brian. I mean, that's all you need. He'll no, score eighty no. See, points a game. Okay. Yeah, eighty um, points. Yeah, you'd have to score
0: that <laughs> if we if we wanted to to win. The uh, line Davis, so.
1: I mean, it is what it is. I don't know his his injury or injury history or anything, but uh, at least it's now
0: exactly and that's what i'm saying at least it's now he uh he has been injury prone with pelicans when he played but um it's just the way he the way he's built and his size is got to
1: the way he's. He you know i'm not saying like rest yeah. him all year but you have to be very meticulous about you know how much how much playing time he has you know being uh, managing manages playing time correctly uh mm-hmm. to where he's on the court necessarily in necessary moments but he's but when it's not necessary he's off the court You know, like when you're up by, you know, 30 points, he doesn't need to be out there right now. Just like let him rest. Let a couple guys go out there and score. And if he gets close, he's out there. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just, I don't know, managing his time. That's, that's what the Yankees are doing right now. Gene Carlos Stanton there. He's a designated, designated uh, DH hitter now. He's not in the outfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's always hurt. Yep. In uh, another injury news in the NBA, D'Angelo Russell out four to six weeks as to undergo arthroscopic knee surgery. He averages 19 points a game right now uh, for the worst team in basketball, the Timberwolves. So not, I mean, he will be missed as 19 points a game, but not that they're going anywhere. Um, other news, due to weather in Dallas and Fort Worth area that me and Jeff just talked about, the Dallas Stars are forced to propose um, a game Monday night, and I believe two, maybe a whole – it may have been a series. I believe it might have been a series because rolling blackouts in the area. Um, the game will be made up between the National Predators at a time to be determined. Now, um, you know, I said I'm going to start getting into hockey. The Dallas Stars are on my team. I, I There was a fan of theirs when I was growing up as a kid. Um, so I'm trying to get back into hockey. I'm not a, I don't know a lot about it. So you can join me on the ride to get back into liking hockey again. And um, Jeff, do you, I mean, do you like hockey? Do you have a team?
1: I, I, I do. Know. I do have a team. I do have a team, but they're horrible. Um, and they haven't been any good for. for such uh, kids. Well, no, no, no. They aren't, they the, aren't they the Red Wings? I mean, they're the, the Red, Red Wings. They've won since then. Um, but yeah, they, they haven't won probably in, or they haven't really been in the playoffs in a, in a, in a, like a meaningful way in, I don't know. Uh, it was probably, I don't know, like eight years ago, maybe, or something like that, seven years ago. So it's been a while, but, um, are I like the, I like them mainly because, um, I remember seeing them in the playoffs as a kid and <clears throat> Patrick or not Patrick. I think it was uh Brett hall who played for the stars. Mm-hmm. I liked Mike him. Roberto. And he, when I started watching the stars was when they won the Stanley cup. And I was like, man, Brett hall. He's pretty cool. I like that. I liked, I just liked that player. And the next year he went to the red wings. And I was like, well, so I watched the Red Wings here and there. And they were in the playoffs. They're really good. And I like the I like the the kind of history behind the team. And then I like Brett Hall. So I was just like, I don't know. I think that's probably gonna be because I didn't I didn't really watch the stars. That was the only time I really watched them was when they were in the playoffs that year. And so yeah. yeah so so when I when I did that, it's kind of similar to how I how I became a Bronco fan. Very similar. Except it wasn't a person who was on another team. It was just me happening, happening to watch that team, and then I just became a fan. I was just like, okay, this is cool. I like this team. So, All right we
0: we haven't done this on the video podcast before. Um, we need to sit down and kind of go into a why we like our teams. Uh, we we like different teams. I I'm born and raised in Fort Worth, but I don't follow a lot of texas teams i'm um you know i'm he's, a dallas stars fan he's
1: really a closet cowboy fan don't know don't, um, no
0: don't not, even definitely lie. not don't I, eat I, don't, don't even start so <laughs> i'm a texas ranger fan um but i'm a Green Bay packer fan and a Los Angeles Lakers fan and but we need to do an episode where we tell you why we're a fan of the teams we are but that being said i do remember the dallas stars um when they won the championship, I think it was '99. Yeah, it was '99. And I, me and my brother were at my grandma's house, and uh, we we stayed up till almost two in the morning. and went to two overtimes, and Brett Hall scored the winning goal in the game seven to win it all. Um, and that was that's a memory that I, will, I always will have with hockey, and um, all the great players, and Brett Hall, and, and Mike McDonough, and um, Zuboff. is it Zubok? It's been a long time. But so we, we're going to try and get back into some hockey here. I don't know how much we're going to talk about it because I don't know a lot about it. But uh, it's it's fun to watch and definitely fun to go to. Have you ever been to a hockey game live, Jeff?
1: Yes, I, fun. Went, really, really I, went, fun. I think I went with my cousins uh, one time. Yeah, we went to. Well, that was that that was at the before American Airlines. It's been a long nice. time. <laughs> union yeah. arena Holy crap <laughs> oh that's a long time all
0: right jeff the next bullet point we got here is alan robinson a wide receiver from the bears and let me tell you he's a damn good wide receiver hasn't had talks about his contracts since september the tag deadline is approaching will the bears tag a- alan robinson or trade him there's been rumors where he might end up um, look i would love him at green bay this guy is a very underrated wide receiver He's played with horrible quarterbacks in Chicago, and he's put up big numbers. I think he was in the top five in a lot of stats this year. Allen Robinson, will he be traded with the Bears? The Bears will be dumb, to, to my opinion, not to keep him. Um, but they're a dumb franchise, so let him go somewhere. <laughs> Hopefully, he comes to Green Bay. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I think. I think they should. I think they should keep him if I'm an organization, he's their number one receiver. I don't know who else they really got to throw to, but if they haven't had trade talks since September, it doesn't look very well there unless they plan on tagging him, and tags don't make players happy. So um, yeah. there's a lot, there've been a lot of rumors of where he might end up, where they might trade him to who's interested, but we don't know um, yet. A lot yeah. of speculation.
1: I mean, green Bay should be looking. They need some more weapons. True story. More weapons.
0: True story. Um, <laughs> sad story over the weekend uh, popped out. Vincent Jackson, ex-Chargers and Bucks, wide receiver, found dead at his hotel room. Jackson was 38 years old. They do not know yet the cause of death. Um, I read in a report today that his family says he suffered from alcoholism and headaches. Um, that made me mm. automatically start thinking CTE problems. Um, this thing is... CTE's been a big issue with former players. Uh, a lot of players, like Junior Seau, um, just ending their lives because of this, this problem that they have. Uh, the whole Aaron Hernandez, um, which is a documentary, Jeff, we mm-hmm. need to break down on this show. Yeah,
1: definitely. I've seen it. It's insane.
0: It's, it's, it's good. insane. Yeah. We need to watch it again and, and break it down on here. But is uh, a very scary situation, um, and it causes these people to to not be who they are it it changes their whole moods and everything else so he hasn't been diagnosed with it but it makes me think that um and it's just one of those things they can't you don't know until they die and they examine examine their brain to whether they had ct or not
1: yeah i mean you can't rule it out um you can't you can't rule out any kind of um suspect thing like that, unless he's had a history of depression or anything prior to playing, um, that is, then it would be different. And if he didn't um, it's, it's kind of sucky because when these players leave, I mean, there's a number of things that probably go through their head. Like, what do I do now? You know, I've done this my entire, you know, adult life and I don't know what to do when I leave here. And I don't know what I'm better, what I'm good at now. You know, so right. some of them try to, if you don't go into like sports analysts, you got to completely change what you've done, you know, and try to do something else. It's it's different.
0: Stuff uh, to find that next gig. And, and you know, that, that happens too with, with uh, I know I know some military people that they go and do a certain job and then they, they leave the military and then that job that they had in the military doesn't transfer over. Um, so that's an issue, but, uh, you know, they said they didn't find any, um, you know, I, we don't know if it's suicide. We don't know what it was yet. I'm thinking overdose. There was no blood, force trauma, no nothing like that. So he was just found dead um, in his hotel room. But uh, just sad story. We remember watching him grow up. Um, but he yeah, had 38 years old, way too young to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Colts came out and announced that they aren't willing to budge on their offer for Carson Wentz. They offered two. Second round picks and and I believe a third round pick as well. They're not budging. They're not going to go up. They're not going to go down. Um, guessing I'm guessing in, they're hoping that that's enough. That no one else offers more than that. Uh, Chicago is is still they they believe that the front runners for Carson Wentz trade, but they're going to have to offer. Uh, the Eagles are wanting a first round pick, so I think they're going to have to give up a first and maybe a third for Carson Wentz or the Eagles are going to be forced to probably trade Carson Wentz away to the Colts for two second round picks. So we'll see what happens there. It's it's the waiting game going on, but the Colts are not budging on their offer.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Colts organization's just been, I I don't, you know, I I don't know what's going on there. I don't know where they're headed. Um. You know definitely. I think they're. I don't know. I think they're more of a rebuild type mode. It's. It's just an interesting. No, you don't think yeah. so.
0: I don't. And, and are, the they, are, they, I was... are they?
1: A, are they? Are they? Are they QB away? Is that what you're thinking? Yes, I,
0: I okay. think they're. I seriously think they're QB away. And I think
1: what? What? what what's the draft pick this year for them?
0: It's low. Uh, they were a good team. They. 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 Um... That's a good question. I'm going to look that up. I know yeah. it's low. They, they're not up to get to be able to get a quarterback or draft a quarterback. So, I mean, unless one falls deeply down the total pole, they get someone that that come out of a smaller school.
1: They I, don't have a great... think, I don't think they can get Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't know what they would be I mean, you'd have to give up a lot to get him. And I don't think – I mean, draft picks are great, but they're going to want some real picks some real players that are already established a little bit.
0: They have the 21st overall pick in the first round. So okay. he, he, here's my, here's the situation. Yeah. What I see with the Colts Jeff is. First of all, they have great defense. Yes. They have a, a good running back. They have a good offense. Phillip rivers took him in deep into the playoffs. Phillip rivers was a washed up quarterback in my opinion. to me they're quarterback away and they have a lot of cap space they have the money to spend um i think they're being too too um frugal frugal with their their money and they're with this if they really wanted carson Wentz, and they really thought that carson they could change carson Wentz into the next franchise quarterback give the give the eagles what they want um give them a first round and maybe a third or fourth round pick that I I don't understand if they really think that Wentz is the guy they want, then why not pick go all in for a franchise quarterback? I would love to see Deshaun Watson go there. I think he'd be perfect fit for them. Um, We're going to get into Deshaun Watson here in in, in the spotlight of the week coming up. Mm -hmm. And, but the Colts, to me, that's that's my only issue with them is they've 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 set on a plan um, to save money, save money. They got they got this team that's really good, but they're 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 being very frugal with their money. And right now, I think it's time to go all in. You know, they, we do forget that Andrew Luck was their franchise quarterback who stepped away from football. If he was with this team this last year, maybe they gone further on. Um, I just don't know where they're gonna go out with the quarterback position. I like I said last week, I don't think Carson Wentz is your answer, but they they obviously think they can change him because they, they're they laid an offer on the table. It just doesn't seem like they're willing to maybe expend a little more than they want to get
1: a now is there is there an actual rumor going on that Drew or um Andrew Luck is is thinking of coming back? I haven't heard anything.
0: Um, the, the, the reports, the last I heard on him, was really that the owner of the Colts thought that he could talk Andrew Luck coming back out of retirement. Okay. Um, I haven't heard anything for the grapevine of where Andrew Luck is. He's actually dropped off the cliff. Like, I haven't heard anything. You haven't really seen him. Um, he could he could be training to come back. I don't know. Now The, the weird thing about Andrew Luck is this team is set up for success right now. He he left a couple years ago. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have to actually drafted uh, Quinson Nelson, which is one of the best guards in the NFL since he's been drafted. Um, so this team is set up for success. They have a good defense. They got a good rushing game. Um, so it's interesting to see that he stepped away when he did. I, it shocked me when he stepped away, but... That would be interesting. Maybe Luck comes back. I, I don't know, but I don't think Carson Wentz is their guy. But if they do think he's the guy, they do have a lot of cap space. They can trade and, and you know and get him if they really think he's the guy. But uh, to me, them saying that this is all we're going doesn't mean they have all, the whole world confidence that Wentz is that next guy. But to, I mean, I, we'll wonder, see. It'll I be wonder. interesting.
1: I wonder if personally if the Eagles we're in a worse situation overall for Wentz. And maybe the Colts are in a better situation overall for Wentz. Wentz doesn't have to be an elite quarterback. I mean, look how far Rivers took them, and he wasn't even at his A game. So with a great offensive line, with some decent offensive tools, and with a good defense, is that something that Wentz could redeem himself and go, hey, Maybe I'm in the right position.
0: It might be. And 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 when he came out, um, I always thought he was better than Dak Prescott when he first came out. He had, you know, he throw, he just better. But I'm wrong. Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz dropped off a cliff last year, Jeff, really bad. And I think a lot of it has to do with his mental. And I'm not talking about this deep depression, mental issues. I just think you look at it, go look at his career, okay? He he would have been the MVP in my opinion before he got injured. A backup quarterback comes in and wins the championship. Your own city, Jeff, um, half your fan base wants you to be gone and wants Nick Foles, the guy who played the playoffs and had a lucky four-game stretch to the Super Bowl. Um, Not only that, Jeff, your team... Pits a statue of that quarterback out in front of the stadium. <laughs> Every day you walk in, you've got to see this backup quarterback get all the glory as you led your team to the playoffs. Um, he hasn't been this since since his injury. I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think a fresh start would be good for a win. So maybe he can turn it around. And you're you're exactly right. You did hit the nail right on the head there that With a good offensive line, a good running game, um, a good defense to take pressure off of Wentz. Maybe he can resurrect his career. I just saw quite a bit of drop off this last year with him, and the Eagles weren't that great of a team. So um, maybe he does. And I saw an article today that said that um, this one analyst predicts that the Colts will be, or the Eagles will be forced to trade Carson Wentz to the to the Colts because they're not going to get any other options, uh, other, any other deals or any other offers for Carson Wentz. And the Colts are, is the best offer in the moment. He trades into the Colts, and on that way, the Eagles can draft their future quarterback in the draft. Um, so the Eagles are going to need some money when they trade Carson Wentz away. I do think he gets traded. Um, I would like to see him go to the Chicago Bears because i don't think that's a winning move. Um I want to see the I I want to see the Colts get a good quarterback and I think it's time for the I would like to see the Colts as an organization um utilize what they've got around them and they do got a good team and I think they're a team that's up and coming but they're just that quarterback away in my opinion.
1: I mean I mean a good a good move would be a clean trade to Houston Wince for Watson. But
0: just I, I, I'm I'm sick say I hope that's a joke because because Watson's a damn good quarterback.
1: The, oh, if that if that um, actually came out was it actually a trade deal? That was like it's it's not. There's no extra anything. It's like that's it. It's straight trade. It's like what? Maybe maybe if
0: Bill O'Brien was still the, the <laughs> Texans head coach slash oh. the there, But in other news that I saw today, um, NFL is seeking more information in, on in. Um, and uh, on cannabis as an alternative alternative to opioids, um, we've seen last year as they stopped NFL really stopped punishing people who got caught taking weed marijuana, um, and I think it's a good thing. Also, look, op- opioids are very addicting and they're, not, and they're not good for you at all. They can they cause a lot of issues. People get addicted to them. Uh, this is a healthier way for these players to um, cope with these injuries, the pain they deal with every day, the pain that takes beating your body up, playing football healthier. I think this is a good move for the NFL. I think they should allow this in the NFL instead of pushing those opioids and dangerous um, painkillers that people get addicted to. Brett Favre was addicted to them at one point. Um, so there are opioids and, and, and drugs are cause an issue. I, I do think the decriminalization of weed in the NFL is something that we're looking, you know, they're looking forward to. They, they're not going to suspend you anymore. We've seen that. So I, I think it's a good thing for the players. And it's a very healthier, natural way to, to cope with your injuries instead of those opioids.
1: So. No, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, the players that go through a lot of uh, you know, just torture all year long. So, yeah, I, I think that uh there's nothing it, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, let's just let's just get past the 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 stigma behind it. It's it's uh, It's and... the
0: devil's lettuce, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So.
1: oh man okay, yeah, um, just 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 get past the stigma behind it. I mean honestly, um I mean this this at some point this just needs to be a a an easy transition to something that's a little bit less harmful than um a lot of the prescriptions out there, so yes <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and there was breaking news, Jeff, before we jumped on this podcast, breaking news that Fernando Tatis and the Padres agreed to a 14-year, $340 million extension. Tatis is 24 years old, so it makes sense to lock him up long-term. I'm pretty sure there's probably an out in there somewhere. But Fernando Tatis is the, the cover boy of, NF, of the MLB this show. He is their flashy player that's going to hit home runs and flip the bat in your face, and you're going to have to deal with it. And I think that's great for baseball. Baseball needs that. They need that for the attention. They need that um, marketing. That's one thing that baseball has suffered from is they don't market their players well enough. Uh, the unwritten rules, um, all that stuff in baseball. So Fernando Tatis locking it down with the Padres, who is a team that forever has been really bad. mm mm-hmm. But they've added that talent. They've added Fernando Tatis. Um, they, they've added talent through the off seasons the last couple of years. They've added pitching talent to be better. I think to the next up and coming team. Hopefully for them and, and um, baseball. But they need a guy like Fernando Tatis, and they lock it down in San Diego. And that's it's, kudos to them.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, he's the cover athlete for the game. Uh, I I don't follow other a lot of other teams. Um, a lot when it comes to outside of the Yankees and especially outside of the division. Um, so it's interesting whenever I see a new player and I I had heard his name, but uh when they did the cover athlete, I looked him up and and I was just like, "Geez, that's insane!" They have a good player. Um, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's homegrown, so it's not like they picked him up. You know, from another team, I don't think, but um. But, yeah, like, I think that's, I mean, hey, b- baseball has a cap, but it's a soft cap, really. I mean, it's a hard cap, but it's not like, you know, it's not like football where they can't get over it at all. Like, they can get over it in baseball. They just end up having to pay more.
0: Yeah, the owners um, pay more.
1: So, ultimately, like, in baseball, man, if you can get the money, get the money. I mean, if the yeah. team's willing to pay, especially after a season like, like COVID, if somebody's willing to pay, like, take it. Right,
0: and the, the Padres—they added Blake Snell from um, from the, from yeah. the uh, World Series Tampa yeah. Bay Devil Rays. They they locked up Fernando Tatis. They got you Darvish, uh, Mike Clevenger, Manny Machado was a big pickup last year. Great third baseman. Um, so a lot of different, a lot of decent players there that they have added. Sorry, I had to look it up. Um, so it's it's they're looking forward to the future there in San Diego, and it's a team that I've never seen be good. In my entire existence so it's good to see that these teams uh, that aren't good they're 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 finally figuring it out as getting guys in and going all in type of thing
1: yeah i mean um, you, in, but yeah especially after this season i mean there's a lot of teams that are, are a lot of uh there's a lot of basic like the organizations are not spending money. That's why it was such a weird and and slow off season. So yeah, this guy getting a mega deal like that, man, I mean, honestly, I don't even like Trevor Bauer got paid, but this guy got paid. He got paid.
0: Trevor Bauer goes to the Daughters. So they, they have three Cy Young award winners on their roster. Uh, They just won the world series. and They're trying to continue that and and go back to back. And uh, one thing, Jeff, I look at your hat. I did not add on the headlines, but it was a big headline here in the DFW. Is Mark Cuban upset a lot of fans when he said the Dallas Mavericks at home will not play the national anthem before games? And as you know, that brought a lot of heat, a lot of issues. That same day that he announced that the NBA said all teams will play the national anthem, and Mark Cuban had to give in and play the national anthem. He really didn't give much of an answer why he decided to, to not play the national anthem. Um, politics, I guess, I'm not sure there was a lot of fans that were ready to boycott the Dallas Mavericks and just an issue. And, and, um,
1: I heard about it. Uh I heard about him talking about that and then I think did he did he did he not end up not doing that or coming out and saying he, he that's not true.
0: No, he can't he, he he um he no, he came out and said that they weren't going to do it and then the NBA stepped in and said all teams will play the national anthem and then he came out after that and said we will play the national anthem as the NBA wants us to. So he basically okay has to play it because the NBA said so. Okay. Um, I know the whole kneeling thing has been a big issue. Uh, we, we've talked about that before, the politics and all that crap. Um, to me, it's been a non – the kneeling and all that stuff is – they don't show it. The NFL, the very first game of the season, it was a big topic. Oh, my gosh, what, what are they going to do? These players, are they going to kneel? They're not going to kneel. And they kneeled. And what did the NFL do, Jeff? They stopped showing the national anthem on TV. You turn on, you turn on TV. I didn't see no national anthems this year in the NFL. You don't. It's yeah. that simple. You don't want that. If you don't want that in your sport, or you, or you allow your players to, to kneel, a, the, a big way is okay. You can kneel, and the fans will see it when they're here. But on TV, I didn't see it in the NFL. That's I don't know I, the NBA games if they're showing it on TV yeah. or not some uh i think i've seen it and some i haven't so i don't i don't know strictly on what they're what they do there but uh, uh it was just a big it's a big controversial topic yeah and
1: i mean they're not, i don't know if they're gonna be able to do that for too long and not showing the national anthem especially when fans are in the stands uh they're definitely not gonna they're not gonna get away with something like that i don't think um nationally televised games, big games I'm sure they had the national anthem. I yeah. mean, I the Super Bowl had it, so I have to. I don't know. You can only get away with it so long not showing it, but eventually you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to, you know, especially for big games.
0: I think big games, but I, I don't know. I think it's just easy. It's an easy answer to. to
1: it's an odd show way. It. Yeah, it's an odd way to do it. I, I mean, mean, you can do ke- camera tricks, camera angles. You can still, you still show it. You just, you know. Not showing it seems a little odd, but uh, and
0: I think I mean hell, in my opinion, just show who's singing it or show the to put the camera on the flag. The that's t- yeah, that's
1: typically what they do in baseball care, games.
0: Yeah. And they I'm show like, the flag who, and then they
1: show the they show mm-hmm. the person singing. I mean, you don't really see yeah. anybody else. I don't care who kneels. I don't <clears care <clears who stands. <throat> it is what it is. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I think that was just a mishap on Mark Cuban. I don't know what I don't know what he was thinking, but.
0: I I don't know where we got the idea, but it wasn't a very it, was, it wasn't a very good idea business wise no, in my opinion. No. A lot of backlash, so yeah. We'll see. But he backpedaled that's quick. It.
1: he backpedaled quickly, so I you know. Yeah.
0: I oh, I wonder if he did if he wouldn't have backpedaled if the NBA didn't say something. But that day the NBA yeah. said something and he kinda of changed it up, so yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's jump into the side notes, Jeff. As that's that ends the headlines portion. Now, side notes uh, is just a category of just, just different random things we want to throw in that maybe is not sports related. So, can I, can this I throw week, in
1: one more? Just one oh yeah, more. okay.
0: You can you um, can throw in one more,
1: Jeff. <laughs> I'm throwing twenty more. Um, so, <laughs> um, so there's a there's a player that uh, Jason Dominguez. I wanted to point that out. So there's a guy he's 19 no no 18 oh, yeah. he said that video he's to me 18 this dude is built like Mike Trout 18 years old and um he's an outfielder for the Yankees uh <clears throat> that they spent their entire international pool on their entire international pool was spent on this guy um and he's been his speed is compared to some of the running backs in the NFL um And I think uh, and then like his body is is reminiscent of like a Mike Trout in terms of how he's built. And he's not even 20. Um, So if anybody wants to take a look at this guy, keep kind of keep kind of keep an eye out um, and want to see, you know, this kind of modern Marvel in terms of how somebody could be that size and have that kind of ability at such an kind of a young age is insane. I think Mike Trout was probably the last person that really broke in young, like almost like a teenager really. I mean he was 20, I think 20 or 21 when he got into the Major League Baseball. Insane. Um so uh, there, I just I, like I keep that. I keep hearing about this guy. Um I think he's one of the top 10 prospects in Major League Baseball um that they've that they've ranked him so he's above, above average in pretty much every category. Um, but one, I can't remember if that's maybe fielding, maybe he's just slightly below average, but in all the other categories he's above average, including speed, which is insane. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, pretty interesting, but yeah, if, if, if that'll be a name, that'll probably pop up in the next few years. So had to throw that out. Nice.
0: Yeah. I don't like to see the Yankees got them, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the, Yankees, um, the Yankees have always found a way to bring in good players and their homegrown players. And um, it's really frustrating because when I, we're a fan of a team and the Texas Rangers who don't for generations can't figure out how to build a farm system, it's very frustrating. Jeff, very <laughs> frustrating. So, uh, I but, had you know, to throw you showed me, there. you sent me the video and uh, the, the, the power that he, that he, for his 18-year-old, uh, hitting those home runs and uh, the crack of the bat. This sounds amazing. So um, we'll look forward to seeing him in a couple of years, the major <laughs> leagues possibly. So, oh, one other thing I did not mention. I actually uh, tweeted it out on Twitter. 10 Tebow's Dream of making it to the Major League Baseball is over, Jeff. He is officially retired from baseball and will no longer pursue his career of making it <laughs> in the Major Leagues. Um, as. I don't know. I mean, kudos to you, man. I didn't even kudos I didn't I didn't
1: I didn't know. I thought that he was sports analyst for NCAA football. I. <laughs> he does both. He was, he does both. OK. OK. I, and I thought he was. I thought he was having a family too. I don't know.
0: Uh he, he. I think he made it the double A. He never made the single A in the Mets organization. Um, I said that earlier. In my, which is pretty bad. To the, wife. the
1: Mets are horrible.
0: Yeah, uh, I um, I sent it out there. I talked to the wife about. I brought that up to the wife and my mom. looked at me. and Goes, Tim Tebow still playing somewhere like, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> he is. And now he retired and he can go focus on being an analyst and kudos to you, Tim Tebow, but it didn't work out. Side notes here, Jeff, and I don't have a lot of them this week, but this week since we've been stuck at home, we've been um, binge watching some shows and and I'm the type of person when I'm watching a show, I want to finish the whole show before I start something else. But our internet was being stupid. And Hulu would not load up, so we could continue and finish watching How I Met Your Mother for the second time. So we turned on Disney Plus, and it worked. It was the only thing we could that was working today I don't, for some reason. And we we turned on Wandavision, and it's Marvel show. Um, have you? I, I don't know if you, how much you know about Marvel, Jeff, and all that stuff, but uh, this season one was six episodes. I hate that it's so short, and it's super fantastic, super fantastic, very interesting, very weird show. It's um, it's set after I believe after Endgame. game, or maybe right before. No, after Endgame. game. It's it, the timeline's a little foggy, but uh, it's weird. It's it's this girl named Wanda, and she she her superpower is um. She can do th- all sorts of things to their minds. She can, you know, lift cars. She can make you think you're seeing something. She can control your mind, and basically, it starts off like a 1950s sitcom. It's you're like, what is this? It's super interesting, super <laughs> weird, um, but you come to find out that things starts things start going wrong in this sitcom, and you're like, what? what is going on? And then there's this guy there named vision who is also one of the Avengers, but he, in real life, he's actually dead. Um, he gets killed off in the movie, but in her, she brought him back to life and all this stuff and this thing. And it's, it's, it sounds so crazy. And you're probably like, what the heck <laughs> you, you need to know Marvel before you just jump into this thing. But those yes. that do, it's been getting really high, high ratings. Um, Go watch it. It's a great show. Great show, and it's only only six episodes, so it's an easy watch. And they're like thirty minute episodes, but it's very crazy, and it's just it's insane show. But it's really yeah.
1: Good. I've heard I've heard about it. I've heard good things about it. Uh, it's very interesting. I, I'm not. It's I like Marvel, but uh, and I appreciate Marvel, and I respect you know the Marvel universe and everything. I've always been a DC guy. I'm always just, yeah, yeah, since I was a little kid, I remember going and watching Batman, um, the movie, the Batman. Um, and so I'm like, I, I was just like, there was something about that was the one with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. (laughs) And, uh, dude, I, it just, once I saw that as a kid, I was like, man, Batman, Batman's cool. Batman is the one like see but batman
0: is my will always be my favorite superhero and the joker will always be my favorite supervillain but when it comes down to the avengers and um and all that i i i i love what they have marvel has done with the avengers and i like what they've done with thor and all these characters and they have their own individual movies and then they come together and make them and i think they've blown past dc in a lot of those different ways um D C and you know, they have their own different Batmans and uh I think I thought Christian Belt did a really good job at Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not a big fan of the um the new Batman with um, Ben Affleck. They did okay, but,
1: but he's not know, Batman like Wonder anymore. Woman. He's not Batman anymore.
0: Well I yeah, I know. There's a new Batman and I'm interested to see what this oh, new Batman oh, oh. is gonna look like with Robert Pattinson. Oh, that looks good. really well wonder woman came out the first one fantastic movie i said okay maybe dc's coming and doing something the second Wonder woman don't know if you've seen it jeff i'm not a fan of it uh, i didn't it. think it uh it was okay i wasn't yeah, was blown right. away by it i didn't watch aquaman i didn't watch justice league um so maybe i need to go start so, watching these ones um, but I I follow I I follow a lot more of of the Avengers and Marvel storylines. I've watched all those movies just because I think they've done a better job in DC at it. But I do like Batman the best, and I do like Joker the best. And I, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, that was that was fantastic. Fan
1: and and I mean an award winner. I mean name name a Marvel movie that won an award at the Oscars or Academy Award or. None. No, oh, I mean, there I mean, was there
0: none. I don't. I don't know. None.
1: But Joker none was a none movie when it
0: came out. Yeah. None, <coughs> that none I of said. The,
1: none of the Marvel movies have ever won a major motion picture award, like like huh. Best Picture. That's true. Like Joker did. Yeah. So it's it's weird. That. it's weird, but you know, it's my thing is is like, uh, so Batman had the uh, Mar- DC had its heyday with Batman. Batman's most iconic. It's like Spider Man. Spider-Man's the most iconic Marvel character ever, ever. The all, I mean, it's, is one of their oldest characters and it's one of their most well known and most respected characters in DC it's Batman always. So I think that's why you didn't see a lot of people touch these other characters. It's always vague. It's like, Oh, someone played Catwoman, Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Someone, someone played poison Ivy. Okay. You know, but there was never standalone films. And so I think that they're on the right track with how they're structuring things. And I think that once this pandemic stuff's over and everything starts kind of unfolding, you're going to start seeing a lot more DC films that are going to be really, really good. Joker was the first time we saw that. There is more. There's more coming. Like... Even the director of the Joker said, I want to do more character picks of DC villains. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. I want to see Scarecrow. Yes. I want to see Scarecrow yes. pick. You know, yes. and so that's that's awesome. And then. Uh-oh.
0: He just stopped talking all of a sudden. Uh, are you there? Well, it looks like we lost Jeff there. Um, I don't know. But um, Jeff? Uh, no. All right. Well, I- I'm going to guess have to just continue without him here. Um, now, Jeff is exactly right. I do think we do see more DC coming. Uh, I think that's what I was talking about a while ago, is just Marvel has taken. Uh, this and ran with it and they they have your individual stories of ant-man and thor and you know you have these different movies and different um episodes and then you have the the big major boat motion pictures where they all come together and different things like that I, I do want to see that at dc and i do want them to mash it all together there's been a lot of batmans and a lot of different things like that that don't really kind of coexist with each other so i think they're kind of trying to get into that where they can coexist and the joker was a fantastic film if you have not seen it um the joker was a movie when i didn't see it in theaters when it came out i bought it because i knew it was going to be that good
1: and okay sorry i'm bad
0: um so i i kind of had to take over without you there sorry but you can edit it out or or whatever you need to do but i was just talking about how i think the avengers have done it the right way and you're exactly right i think we do see more of that DC coming to do the that type of things and really to um go into the villains of Batman and I I yeah. and I think DC you have some Batmans that aren't even linked up with what they're trying to do now and I think they're trying to set that standard where they're trying to have everything kind of linked together like like Marvel is and we will start seeing more of those but I was telling them too that I didn't see Joker in theater and I bought I don't I usually don't buy a film unless I've seen it and I know I like it i bought joker without even watching it i'm like this is going to be good i bought it i watched it fantastic so i'm interested to see what they're gonna do yeah um i think i think the thing
1: is is and I i told my wife this i said when dc knows what they're good at they do it well they do it good yeah like dark knight It was good. It was dark. It was what it was supposed to be. So good. Look at this trailer for this next Batman movie. It's dark. It's what it's supposed to be. Joker, dark. It's what it's supposed to be. Then you have things like Aquaman. Perfect. It is over the top. He's supposed to be. This is like the son of Poseidon. You know what I mean? You have things like that. Superman. It. I like the way they've done with Superman because he's. It seems realistic, even though it's not. You know what I mean? Like it seems like okay. He's, he's more, he's like a human, you know what I mean? It's a little bit more grounded, I think. And it's kind of, it, I think uh, there's a more uh, humanistic side to, to Superman than in like previous stuff. And and I think even though he has like these superpowers and stuff like that, and he can fight these villains that are like aliens and he's an alien himself. I just think that in general, I like what they did with Superman in the f- movies that he's been in recently. And this next the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League, that was the movie that was supposed to actually be made before they See, did.
0: And I'm torn because I really like Superman. Um, he's one of my favorites, but I don't like what they've done. I don't, I didn't like Batman versus Superman. Didn't like it. Um. So I, I you know, I want to see them go in a different direction with him or, or something. I, I just don't, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of what they've done with him. I, I don't think the movies have been that great. Now I do hear with these, the, the new Superman coming up, we're going to see the the, the blacked out Superman. Yes. And maybe, cause I know eventually in the, if they stick to the comics, I, I believe Superman, if I'm not mistaken, goes evil. Right. I mean, yeah. he turns bad. Yeah. Um, so See and, and and I think too where Marvel wins out a lot in the box office money wise is it Marvel is more for the kids, right? They 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 have that um fanfare of of, of all the kids and you can, I take all my kids to go see it. I, I'm fine with DC being rated R. I yeah. want to see the dark movies. They're supposed to be dark. Batman, the Joker. So I'm fine with that. And I think um, and I think it's the way it needs I to think- go.
1: Yeah, and I I think that's what DC... I think that's what they did right um, with these movies because they realized really quickly that they don't have to be a cookie-cutter movie. I think Joker proved that. And it it was the best-selling movie that year, period. And they realized that, you know what? We don't have to. We don't have to make sure that it's okay for all audiences all the time. If it makes sense to go R... It makes sense to go R. Yes, and I'm perfectly you know. fine, fine with that. That's yeah. no problem. It's just, it's just I think I think that it can be, we can be in a world where they both exist. I think Marvel's got its own thing, and DC mm-hmm. Got, mm-hmm. has its own thing, and it's fine. And um, I, it's just I think as a kid, I just was more so, just more into Batman, and I was just like, this is amazing, and I, I just want to know more about everything. And I think as long as they stick with continuity with directors. Don't, don't start a film and then, and then have 30 directors uh, yes. and and, 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 then, and then you get a movie like Justice League and then you get a movie like Suicide Squad and, and it's just kind of like you need to just stick with one and allow that to work and, and just yep. go with it and one vision the whole way and so I think, if I think they it's do a that, big issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they do that, like take a look at the trailer for the Batman movie. The director has not changed one iota, not one time and it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It does
0: does look pretty good. Um, Now, having HBO Max, all of Warner Brothers movies and stuff have jumped straight to HBO Max instead of going to the theaters because of COVID and all this interesting stuff. And that was a big thing for the film industry. Now, I love it because I have HBO Max. So the other day we're sitting there and we wanted to go see – I'm a big Denzel Washington fan. He's my favorite actor of all time. I don't think anybody ever beats him. All right. So for my birthday – we wanted to go see uh, his new movie called uh, The Small Thing, All The Small Things, with Jared Leto, and looked really good. And lo and behold, we turn on HBO Max the other day, and it's on there. I was like, dude, we're watching this movie. I was very disappointed. Very disappointed in this movie. But I thought Denzel played a great role, and it, it had a good story, a good backstory. The ending was was way but it was bad the ending was bad it didn't it it got It built you up this whole way and then it just kind of ended and you're just like that's that's it that's that's the movie so we were disappointed in that we also watched a show called uh, it's tom hanks new movie that he filmed in australia called um well, news of the world have oh. you heard of that Jeff?
1: uh it sounds really familiar He is a,
0: it's set back in the Western time. And he, he basically, his, he goes town to town and reads the news to the town.
1: Okay. Um, It
0: sounds kind of weird, but it's an interesting movie. And he, he finds this girl that was um, taken by Indians. And she's a, he's, she's a, uh, uh, a white girl. I believe she was taken by Indians and raised by the Indians um, and then they were killed, and the he actually ends up running into this girl as the person who was supposed to be transferring her and ended up getting killed long story short, he ends up taking care of her, taking her to her family and and then end of the day he ends up um taking her in as his own but it it was actually pretty good it's a better it was better than I thought it would be um so two different movies we watched there and on each they're both on HBO max. So you can check those out there. So,
1: um, yeah, my wife and I, we watched this uh, series on Netflix, um, over the weekend and it was uh, called. call. It was about this thing called the Cecil hotel. Um, and it's like a six part series. It's really interesting. Uh, this girl, it was a viral a video that went out years ago and she, she basically, um, was in a, like an elevator and she kind of was doing these odd movements. And then she ended up disappearing, um, in the hotel and the hotel has a really dark history. It's actually, um, right there on skid row in Los Angeles and, um, skid row is like this 50 something block section of LA. That's just a lot of homeless people and just bad people, uh, that are in the, in a bad spot. And um they're not all bad people, but there's just there's just trouble there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, and so they they block off the street and they just act like these people don't exist. And uh, that's where that hotel was. And so it was just it's a very twisty and turny conspiracy conspiracy theory sometimes and has a really just a crazy end. Um and it's it's a real story. It's like a really, really uh heart wrenching story and uh an eye opening story. So If anybody wants to look at it, it's it's called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about a hotel called the Cecil Hotel. So, um, but yeah, it's a really good, it's like a six part series and we watched the whole thing in a couple of days. So, but yeah, it's good.
0: Nice. Getting Getting that binge watching in there. Oh yeah. All right, guys, it is time to jump in to Spotlight of the Week. And this episode is called Houston. We have a problem. All right, guys, we talked about this a little, little, you know, over the time, it, Deshaun Watson, I want out of Houston, James Harden leaving. And Houston has an issue that I don't think we might have seen ever before, Jeff. So most people, most people are fans were they were born. They're fans of the teams that they grew up with. Um, and in Houston, if you're a fan, you live in Houston, grew up in Houston, or whatever, and you're a fan of the Houston teams, your sports landscape has changed drastic in a very short time. So, the first we start with the Houston Astros. Jeff, um, they've been surrounded by scandal, cheating. Um, they 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 cheated their way to the World Series title in the 2017 and 18 season, the dark cloud has hung over this organization, Jeff. And MLB for the last couple of years, the way they handled it, it's been a big cluster F. I hate the Houston Astros because of that. Um, the Houston Astros have lost though, Jeff, they've lost their front office man and Nolan Ryan. They've lost their ace pitcher and Garrett Cole to the New York Yankees. Carlos Beltran ended up <laughs> retiring. And this offseason they lost another piece of that um, cheating championship team and George Springer who left for the Blue Jays. Um, George Springer was a guy that they brought up and uh, built into their own. He played there for six years I believe and he was a big role in helping the Astros win their tainted championship. So um, Houston. Has been has been it had their own issues and other fan bases making fun of them and really pissed off at them. Um, other players really pissed off at them. Um, they lose George Springer. They lose ace pitcher Jared Cole last year. Though the, the New York Yankees, um, this team will be a little different this year. That and we'll see going forward. They're still a talented team. Don't get me wrong, but I think I'm with everyone. Ver, Verlander, that,
1: Verlander got injured
0: the Houston Astros yeah. can suck it. Yeah, Verlander did get injured. Uh he is injury prone. Another guy that um he's older too, so see how long he has left. He's still a fantastic pitcher,
1: but is he going to start pitching day one Jeff for them, do you know? I don't know. Uh I just know that it's if the fact that the, he you know I don't know. There's gotta be. A, there's gotta be a wall at some point with with uh, Verlander. As great as he is, I mean, he's never. He's not gonna be perfect all the time, um, and he's injured now. And I just. I don't know. There's gonna be a point where Verlander's just not effective anymore, and he's not gonna be an ace. What are they gonna do? They have Grinky. Right. They have. They have. They have Grinky, and 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 Grinky is. Grinky is uh, not, you know, he's, he can't even, he has anxiety attacks. He can't even, you know, uh, handle pressure very well. So no, I mean, it, you know, it's going to be an issue, but I, I think that in terms of Astros, they're, they're, uh, they're going to have problems for sure.
0: They're on the decline, uh, decline. I think the pitching staff is, Verlander's out. Um, baseball spring training, I believe, started yesterday, Jeff, if I'm not mistaken. we got a couple of spring training games coming up this month, so baseball will be back. Um, so the Astros have their issues, Jeff. They have their issues. Um, I, I think right now, though, they're probably the best team out of the three in Houston, out of the Rockets and the Texans. Let's jump on over, though, Jeff, to the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets just lost. I mean, they lost Russell Westbrook. They traded him away, and their big star James Harden. The, the Houston Rockets have been a team that have all they've always made the playoffs. They've always seemed to be a threat. They could never get over the hump. Um, the Rockets have brought in players from James Harden, Westbrook. They brought in Westbrook to help him out. They brought in Chris Paul to help him out, um, and try and win a championship. Short And they brought in Russ Westbrook shortly after that. One year later, he's traded away. Harden was traded to the Brooklyn Nets after this offseason. We heard about the his anger and his frustration there in Houston, how he wants out. And he just got traded not too long ago to join up a super team with the Nets. Um, uh, that's a big miss. James Harden... Will definitely be missed. The Houston Rockets will miss his points. He seemed to put them up very easily. He's one of the league's best scorers, most talented scorers in the league. And time will tell how Houston gets over him leaving. They got a new coach this season. But right now, they're 11-16, and 16, and they sit in the 13th spot in the West. Nobody without James Harden has predicted them to go and, and, and be a championship team without James Harden yeah. and with James Harden. I don't know how, how how much they were going to be able to, you know, fight and contend with the team yeah. that they have. But he's been very disgruntled. He wanted out of Houston, and James Harden will be missed
1: definitely. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The Chris Paul thing was an experiment. The Westbrook thing was an experiment, and the Harden thing was an experiment. <laughs> so, I think that uh, it's it's pretty much done for the Rockets who 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 was there bef when Harden left just recently like who's still who was the big name there
0: they got um if you wouldn't ask me they got um
1: i know they had somebody and he got injured I think. he's he came from
0: um oh, you're gonna it's gonna kill me. He came from playing with Bradley Bill. What's his what's his face? John Wall. John okay. Wall, they drafted with Westbrook to mm-hmm. bring in John Wall. Um Demarcus Cousins is there and Westbrook. So
1: Westbrook's not, still there.
0: Not Westbrook. I meant I in Harden. That's now okay. Westbrook is playing up um with Bradley Bill and okay. just a team that's not doing anything either, okay. So
1: So yeah, I mean ultimately it's it all started with Chris Paul and the fallout there. And then it's just like snowballed since then. Personally,
0: you know, and, and, and my here's my issue with James Harden, and I'm not a big James Harden fan. Like, you know, he is he's a great scorer. I just don't think his type of basketball wins championships. He doesn't play a lot of defense. Um, he his ball is it's more ISO ball. It's not team friendly ba- basketball, and I think that's I think that's the real issue. And then the Houston Rockets have done everything in their power to give James Harden teams to win. Um, and I think they've done that good job. Uh, I think they would have won if Chris Paul didn't get hurt uh, game six against the Warriors and missed game seven. I think they win that game. But um, the Chris Paul thing didn't work out. They they bring in Westbrook one year later. He's traded away. They have given James Harden teams. I just think his, his style of basketball doesn't work. Um, well with others and um so he 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 asked he basically found his way out of Houston like he wanted um i just have an issue with a guy that is asking out when this team has done a lot for you and you haven't got over that hump now they've been contenders and they've fought hard this team this team was a decent team before Uh, the Chris Paul thing fell through and they were looking at, you know, I think the Westbrook thing was, was someone that Harden wanted and it didn't work out. Um, But I have a problem with James Harden forcing his way out. Just I'm not, I don't have, usually have a problem with players forcing their way out if there's a reason behind it. James Harden, in my opinion, didn't have a fuss because his team did everything they could to give him players. Like I said, in my opinion, and he joined up and now it's a super team. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are a super team. You got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. There is not another super team in the NBA, and I think that's what's really hurt NBA the last uh, couple teams, couple years. Um, you know, the Warriors super team was. It was hard to watch basketball.
1: You knew who was going to yeah. win it. It was boring. It, it was predictable. Yeah. You don't want it to be predictable.
0: No, you don't. You don't want the same teams winning it. Um, it was it. It was ridiculous, and then. These last two years, you've had not really a super team. You know, you, you've had it's been duos. It's, it's Paul George and and uh, Leonard, and it's it's Luca and Porzingis, and it's um, LeBron and AD, obviously who would won it last year. They're not really super teams; they're duos. Right. Now you have a super team again. Um, it's everybody versus the Nets, and so I don't like to see that. Um, but it has happened in the Houston. Rocket fans have have got to be very sad that uh, James Harden <laughs> has forced his way out. And I'd be yeah. angry in in all in all honesty that Harden left. I I don't, I'm not a big James Harden fan. If I was though, I I I feel like my team the Houston Rockets if I was a fan did all they could.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only so much they can do
0: exactly and yeah. they brought in they brought in guys they listened to you they brought in guys that that you wanted and that you thought would work now i, mean, Jeff- I,
1: I will say that they did try and i think that's the that's the thing i mean if there's anything yeah. for the fans to hang on it's like i'm telling you it's not like your team didn't try to bring people in to help out so right all right, Jeff. Here's to the
0: next team, Jeff. All right, the Houston Texans. They got a good. They got to be good, right? <laughs> they have a franchise quarterback who wins games. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best wide receivers in the game, and DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> they got a quarterback nightmare and JJ Watt, who gets the quarterback at will. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Jeff. All that fell apart, and it fell apart fast, Jeff. DeAndre Hopkins was traded away last year as Bill O'Brien sent Hopkins away for almost nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing. Then Bill O'Brien sent away a lot of Houston's first round picks (laughs) because Bill O'Brien got to play head coach and general manager because the owner of Houston is dumb. Right. All right. So they don't have a lot of first round picks to rebuild. JJ Watt just asked for his release. This is this the soul of your team, the leader of your team on defense asked for his release and it was granted he is now a free agent. He was disgruntled during the season and questioned the team's efforts. Um JJ Watts uh he, he rumored. Um JJ Watts rumors uh, a lot of teams are very interested. Um, the Green Bay Packers right now are, the, I believe the favorite or second favorite team to get him. I hope we do go get him, go bring him home. He's played for Wisconsin. He played college football there. He grew up in Wisconsin. Go bring him home. Uh, there's also been interest from other teams. The Cleveland Browns have been rumored to be serious contenders to pick him up. He it's could a go good play. Team. Yeah. It's a good team. Yeah. They are a good team. Good coach. They, they have – there's been rumors to go that he could go play with his two brothers who also play with the Steelers, so he could go match up there and play. He wants to go to a team to win. I think uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of obvious as Houston Texans haven't won Jack Diddley Squat <laughs> since he's been there. Um, hmm. So not only that, Jeff, J.J. Watt asked for his release and gets it. They 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 did one thing, right, as a franchise, isn't they? Gave in his release. Now Deshaun Watson is wanting out of Houston, and we've known this for a couple weeks now as well. Watson's teammates have been very vocal in telling Watson to leave, get out of here, don't get stuck. Deshaun has been very angry as as he was told he would have more say in who the team hires brings in, but has made uh, the team has made those decisions without any of Watson's input and consideration. Now, whether you think uh, a QB should be involved in making those decisions or not, that's just a different topic in general. Watson has felt very disrespected, and and he's felt that his team and owners have not listened to him. And I agree, Jeff. I'm fine with Deshaun Watson asking how of use them. They have completely screwed up. Um, yeah. Draft picks, they have completely screwed up by letting Bill O'Brien be the coach and GM, making those decisions, trading away a lot of the first-round picks. Jeff, this is a very interesting because a lot of times, if your quarterback's good, your team's good, right? A lot of times, if your quarterback's bad, your team is bad. Well, the Texans went 4-12 and 12 this season, but Deshaun Watson statistically speaking, had it one of his best seasons he's ever had. He was rated by a Pro Football Focus to be the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. He threw for 4,823 yards. That's a career high. He threw 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He averaged 301 yards per game. He averaged 8.3 yards per attempt, which is fantastic. Watson was the fourth ranked quarterback. I don't know how. How do they lose, Jeff? You got a quarterback that does all that for you, all that for you, and you're 4-12. and 12. Um, The Texans say they're not trading him, right? So it seems to be a stalemate situation, but at the end of the day, Watson has the power and the control to get his wish. I believe he won't be there next year. He's rumored to have a couple teams he would, would want to go. That's the Jets, the Dolphins. The Broncos have been brought up in this situation, and Jeff, it would be fantastic to see him go to a franchise like the Broncos or the Colts. Um, I know you've got to be excited. If, if that <laughs> were to happen, you beat be up for joy. This guy's a fantastic franchise quarterback. Is he an elite quarterback? I don't think he's elite. I think he's the second tier. He's a franchise quarterback who can win games. You put a team around him, and he can get you to the Super Bowl, in my opinion.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about him, you know, whether it's whether he's coming, you know, possibly coming to Denver, whether he's, um, you know, the Broncos definitely there's been sources that already come out uh, as of a couple of days ago or even today and said the Broncos, <sighs> if they're going to trade for Dr. John Watson, the Broncos are interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's all about uh, Houston. Uh, is Houston willing to play ball?
0: Here, here's if you look at this at a, in a realistic situation, Jeff. I'm a new, I'm a new GM. And they hired a new GM, and a, a big issue I think too with Deshaun Watson is they wanted him for head coach wise. They wanted he wanted him to to interview Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator from the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't even interview him. They hired some old guy. I don't even know the guy's name. <laughs> and then <laughs> the GM, Jeff, they hire another Patriots um, organization guy. That's that's where Bill O'Brien came from. It's something that Watson has been very disgruntled and, and social media he's posted. He's not afraid to post those things. If I'm a new GM coming in, I've got not a lot of first round picks to rebuild this team with. And my star quarterback who I would love to keep wants out, Jeff, you trade him. You trade yeah. him for three, three first round picks. Yeah. And you rebuild your organization and you use those first round picks to move up and get you a quarterback. Um, I don't even know if you'd have to move up or they sitting in the draft. They were four and 12. So they got to have a top 10 pick. That's what I'm thinking. To sit here and say, we're not trading Deshaun Watson and not even take phone calls uh, is just dumb. It's just dumb. And to to think you're going to get Deshaun Watson and just show up to camp and play for you this season because you refuse to trade him, I think uh, – it's not going to happen. You're you're wishing for something that's not going to happen. Deshaun Watson has power here, and he will sit out. If he wants out of Houston that badly, he'll sit out. And there's been a big change this off season about players sitting out. Back in the day, they used to be fined every day they missed, and then when they joined the team, most teams could waive those fines. The NFL has made it to where teams can't waive those fines anymore, Jeff. So if Deshaun Watson does sit out, he will be paying money off his paycheck. Yeah. But he's getting paid millions. I mean, this guy's loaded. He will be traded. There's yeah. no way the Houston Texans say, okay, we're going to call your bluff and you're going to sit out, sit out a year. Um, I don't know why Deshaun signed a contract last year. That's kind of the issue. I'm like, if you didn't like it there, or you didn't like Bill O'Brien, you didn't like the way the organization was then why did you re-up your contract? Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I I think it's very possible that he was thinking that there was supposed to be some kind of a uh, agreement that he could pick and choose the coach, uh, possibly have some say in offensive draft picks if they were going to think, if they could bring in some weapons in, obviously even trades. Um, you would probably have more of a say so as to the direction of the team, and then maybe that didn't happen, right? You know,
0: well, and 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 a lot of people probably don't think a quarterback deserves those say's. and I think yeah, that's, that's a fine line. You know, I think it depends on who it is. True. If it's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers has paid his due. He's put the team on his back. He's an elite quarterback. He has say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Deshaun Watson, franchise quarterback. I, I, I think he, um, I think. Well, first of all, if regardless if you if you think or they do deserve or don't deserve, if the franchise is, and the owner is telling you Deshaun Watson, you will have say in this organization, and then you go and make these decisions without him, then that's just, that's disrespectful it's a slap in the face. And I have no problem with, want, with Deshaun Watson wanting out of this organization. Um, even his own teammates have stepped up and said, don't Mm -hmm. get stuck here. You do not owe us anything. Get out of here. And, um,
1: I mean, did it, do you think it all started with, um, DeAndre Hopkins?
0: I think that was, I think that was, uh, the biggest thing that sent Deshaun Watson over the edge, um, that, how could you get rid of this wide receiver? He was, and still is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, and, they, they, you know, a wide receiver like that to quarterback is, I mean, everything. That'd be like Green Bay trading away Devontae Adams. I'd be like, what? <laughs> I, I would lose my mind, Jeff, if that happened. And a lot of Houston Texan fans did lose their minds when that happened. And and it wasn't even, yeah, it was that they traded him, but they didn't get anything back for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the? They got Jack.
0: I, I, I saw that trade. I said, are you kidding me? They got a washed-up running back. <laughs> Who? Bill O'Brien made some dumb decisions, um, and he set this team up for failure the next couple of years. And I think Sean Watson sees that, and Sean Watson wants out. And I have yeah. no problem with him wanting out. Eventually, they will have to trade him, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless the organization is just so stubbornly stupid that they say, "Nope, you're going to either play or you're going to sit out."
1: So that would be, and then awesome. they'll be paying. Yeah. They'll be
0: paying a guy to sit out, and they'll be paying him millions of dollars to ride the bench.
1: And he could possibly fake injuries, you know, like "oh, I'm not feeling well," and um.
0: yeah, he come back and "oh man, my hammy's a little tight today, yeah. guys. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not playing." So yeah. that's a way to get around that that kind of having to pay those fines. And
1: there's a lot I, of problems in Houston. I mean, sports-wise, if you're Houston, yeah. if you're in Houston and you're a fan of these teams, it's just absolutely not a good situation um, it's, it's, for it's any of these people. Ooh.
0: And it's it's Houston officially has a problem. They might need put might need to put the city on suicide watch, Jeff. <laughs> uh, they have they have star players leaving every sport you want to watch. Every, you turn on TV, you're like. Well, at least I got this team. No, I don't. They, they got rid of James Harden. At least I got this team. No, but Sean Watson, our franchise quarterback, is gone. Um, and I don't know if we've we've seen a situation like this before. Where no, star players I don't in know. One
1: city yeah. just decide
0: to get up and get out out. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. It's interesting. So
0: it's, it is. It's very. It's it's a very depressing situation there.
1: in, yeah. uh,
0: in Houston, and I, I laugh at the Houston Astros fans. Um, up in Texas, we call the Houston the armpit because they're just the sweaty, muggy. It's very hot down there. Uh, we make fun of them. We they they have, they have big brother syndrome to us, and uh, so it's just a little little hometown kind of rival type thing. So, and then I call the the Astros, uh, <laughs> you know, cheating and everything. So it's easy to hate the city of Houston. Uh, so in my opinion but all that being said that's that's uh the spotlight of the week and it's Houston has an issue they have a problem uh i don't know if it's going to turn around anytime soon and and then the best team in that city in my opinion is going to be the astros yeah
1: yeah and that's not saying much they lost a lot of people uh they lost a lot of pitching uh, they may still have the bullpen intact obviously um, they have Altuve, and they have a, a bunch of hitters that are pretty, still pretty good. So, pitching wise, they are a shadow of themselves. A shadow of themselves. Very much so, especially uh, Verlander. Especially Verlander. If he's injured, if it's a serious injury, and if he's out for a certain period of time, and if he is not the same when he comes back. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows? And 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 Verlander, man, he's a uh, oh, he. This guy's always talking, Jeff. He's always running his <laughs> mouth on something, right? Yeah. And the whole cheating thing comes out and he has nothing to say. Birdlander's quiet. He has nothing to say. Um, it's very interesting how that happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. Very uh, interesting. That's a, uh,
1: Houston fans buckle up it's going to be tough Swartz-wise for a while <laughs>
0: it's going to be a bu- bumpy ride and uh, oh yeah there's
1: some, there's some there's some turbulence there's some turbulence past the uh uh past the atmosphere so uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, oh man
0: not not a very good ride uh, to be a Houston fan but uh, <laughs> you know uh to all those fans that stick through it kudos to you and I have an interesting topic that um, I've always wanted to ask Jeff and you know I I, I'm I'm a fan of my teams for my reasons and maybe we'll get into that in the next episode or something but Mm. a good question we need to ask ourselves and answer ourselves as sports fans when is it okay is it ever okay Jeff to switch a team Jeff say if you're you're, you know, and I'm not. I'm not even saying a bandwagon, but say if you're a team of the, I don't know, Chicago Bears, Washington Football Team, um, Charlotte Hornets, and basketball, a team that's been poorly run for ages, and you've had enough. Is it ever okay to have that thought about? Maybe I'm going to start rooting for somebody else. <laughs> That's a question that we need to ask ourselves and and uh, talk about maybe because um, yeah I, I don't know I don't know I have um, you know my teams have been pretty successful except the Rangers uh, but it, uh, <laughs> they've even made it to two World Series championships didn't we didn't win it but we made it um, but man Jeff I don't know that that's a tough question that that us sports fans. Uh, might need to might to an answer for for you know those franchises that aren't ever gonna win. Yeah,
1: about. Uh, yeah, it is something to think about. Um, <laughs> I've never had to experience anything like that, so I've never switched my teams. I've had I've rooted for other teams, like in the playoffs or whatever, but uh, I've never. Yeah. I've never you know, even thought for 1 second if I would switch teams.
0: I always thought, you know, about, especially with the 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 Washington football team fans. There's been they've been I mean fans that are 40, 50 years old and that organization's been run so bad. It's like, man, do you want to continue this for the next 30 <laughs> years, maybe? Cuz I
1: think I a lot see. of it is just loyalty, and there are fans that are loyal. But I mean, it, it is okay. I think it, if it's, if a team's obviously not going the right direction, they continuously not going the right direction, and they're continuously making mistakes. Um, it is. It, I think there's a pass there to switch a team and go some a different direction. And, and if, I mean, there's got to be some kind of pass for that. I
0: think. I think there's a pass, but I think also. You can't just jump on the team who just won the championship. No,
1: no, no. I don't think <laughs> just so. Just bandwagon. Yeah. Right? We saw um, that. In the, you and I saw that middle school all the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, and um, maybe next episode, uh, we'll, we'll, maybe sidelines or some side notes will break down why we like the teams we like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could do that. Uh also next episode, we are going to review the documentary Athlete A. Me and Jeff will both watch it. I'll probably watch it one more time to uh, remember all the facts. I took – I have four pages of notes, Jeff. I took on this bad oh, wow. boy. <laughs> yeah. And um, we'll break down that in the documentary. Um, and then we'll choose the next documentary Then the first week of next month. And we'll just we'll just review these documentaries. They don't all have to be sports. Um but just whatever we kind of fancy ourselves and, and, and kind of review, but uh, look forward okay. to that this week. We're going to try and live stream. Eventually we tried it today. it just didn't work out. We got some things we got to figure that out. It should have worked. It didn't. So we'll figure that out. And we'll be able to live stream soon, sooner than later. So um, hopefully Jeff, the weather gets warmer here and we can, I uh, can start going back to work. And when <laughs> yeah. we do go back to work, It's going to be a long days. I'm going to be working 13 hour days. It's going to be insane. I'm looking forward to it. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's everybody needs to just stay safe out there and, you know, get through it. Stay safe. Keep warm. Um, Yeah.
0: We're closer to warmer weather. Uh, above freezing this yeah. is the literally the coldest I've seen it here in Texas week we're in the negative 13 negative 18 degrees it feels like so yeah but you know I we let the kids go out and play in it for one one day we were out there for 20 30 minutes but after that we were like no we're not going back outside so um, frostbite um, sets in pretty quickly and then we have to be able to wash clothes. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just been a pain in the ass. It's been a big yeah. pain in the ass for us. Texas, yeah. But we're getting through it. Um, hopefully those out there will be able to stay warm. And uh, I appreciate you, Jeff, jumping on this week
1: for me. Um, yeah, man, no problem. There were some technical difficulties. I did somehow <laughs> lose connection. Um, so I don't know. I think it's I'm also weird. I'm also uploading a YouTube video at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, maybe it was just a browser Chrome thing going on. So. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm just gonna leave it there and just see myself freeze for a second.
0: Freeze. I know um, I'm like, Jeff, are you and then I was like, oh, okay. And then yeah, it was it was weird. We we've never had technical difficulties while videoing.
1: So yeah. I, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep going. It's a uh, it's it is a browser thing. It did tell me it was a Chrome thing. So good. so yeah. So all right, buddy, we'll
0: um we'll jump on next week with another episode. That'll be number forty, I believe. This is thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. Um We're going to continue to do these every week. Come and jump on. Join us for the ride. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube channel now. We have two episodes out on the YouTube as we started using Riverside. So come check us out there. And then um, I think that's it. Watson's playbook at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out to me. and Reach out to me and Jeff feel free to do so. Yep.
1: All right, stay safe everybody. All right guys, be take care.